All right, guys, what's going on? My name is Mateo. Welcome back to the channel. Uh, so first, I just want to say thank you to everyone who uh, heard the plea of a brother in distress. So thank you for Kevin and Heinrich and Archie. I think your name is Archie on Twitter. Uh, great dude. Thank you, Brian and everybody else who, uh, with your kind words and with your kind actions, thank you so much for uh, providing me more certainty about the great things that we're doing here. Uh, I think that our community here is just so ahead of the curve and it's so good. I think our community here is really good and we've got a lot of good folks as a part of this community. And, you know, we have a lot of people of the faith. And even if you're not of the faith, you are of the faith for freedom. And I think that we really attract the right people here as part of this community. And um, I'm really optimistic about where I see a lot of this stuff going. And I don't look at the numbers. I know that some of you out there are like, why don't you have like 10 million subscribers? And it's just like, let's not look at the subscribers. Let's not look at the views on our videos. Let's look at the quality of the content and the spirit, which I hope is rich in these videos, getting out to people to influence them to maybe do things in their own lives. You know, as we talked about in yesterday's video, everything has a ripple effect. Everything goes in nonlinear ways that we can't fully anticipate or expect. And so uh, let's just have faith in that. Let's have faith that God's going to do a lot of the work for us. Uh, and I think that he'll take us where we need to go. So with that being said, uh, I just want to say thank you for all that. And <laughs> just a note, guys, like if you watch our first video that we ever came out with, a lot of the stuff that we're about to go through is not going to be particularly new to you because, again, you've been ahead of the curve. Um, it, this is a shock to a lot of people. This is like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing this. And we, we've been seeing a lot of the people in the crypto community, the crypto bros trying to, like they're at the bargaining stage of all this stuff, right? They're still thinking that the politicians are going to help them out. They're still thinking that the people in power are going to be, for whatever reason, favorable uh, to their precious cryptos on the public blockchains. And look, I mean, crypto has served a big function to the people in power. It served as an inflation sponge where instead of all this money going into something like gold and silver, which then takes it off of the market, which then causes squeezes, which then uh, compromises big bullion banks, and then, you know, the price of silver and gold, I mean, these are in other ways, these are other ways to measure, measure inflation, right? So like if gold and silver goes up, well, then that doesn't make them look good. But if Bitcoin and some other cryptos go up, well, it's just like, People are gambling, people are speculating, they can just hand wave that stuff off uh, because gold and silver are classical indicators of inflation. And so it served as an inflation sponge, it served as a way to divert capital away from gold and silver, and then it served as a way to prevent people from actually going in to private blockchains like Monero and like some of these other cryptos in the Freedom Coin sector that we've talked about, the Freedom Coin Covenant, right? Uh, and making it actually difficult for them to get a grip on crypto. And they're going to be able to do a lot of things to people who are in these public blockchains as we're about to get to here with confiscating wealth, with tracking and tracing your financial payments. And now, you know, they're linking your Bitcoin wallets to your social media accounts. Wow, so exciting, right? Uh, and there are so many crypto bros who are just uh, still out of the loop in regards to this stuff. And as we'll get to here, you still see a lot of coping. You still see a lot of people who are like, oh, well, just get your Bitcoin, not KYC, and you'll be okay. And you saw Adam back. He's just like, the best Bitcoin you own is the Bitcoin that nobody knows about. Like, they're trying so hard not to make that leap to Monero. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Guys, just 
Monero, it's the, it's right there, it's right in your face, and yes, I know it's like number 33 in rank, but look, as I said on Twitter yesterday, when people start to wake up to this stuff, the moves are going to be epic, the moves are going to be nuclear, and when they realize that the politicians are not on their side, they're on the side of the banksters who are going to be come out, coming out with their own central bank digital currencies, and we talked about this in a different video, they're going to be classifying the classical blockchain uh, cryptos like Bitcoin, like Cardano, like Ethereum as securities and or commodities, which means they're going to be taxed as capital assets. And that's very relevant for what we're about to go through today, because if they're taxed as capital assets, that means that you have capital gains, which means that they can actually implement on top of that unrealized capital gains, which is just wealth confiscation at the end of the day. So with governments getting ever more indebted, with governments uh, being ever more desperate for capital, they're going to find a scapegoat that they could harvest their blood from, right? in a kind of sacrifice to keep the beast living, they're going to go after the crypto bros. I predict this. I think that this is going to happen. And, you know, as the population gets more desperate, as the population relies more on the government, the government's going to have to find someone to uh, squelch wealth out of, especially because inflation's getting out of hand. They can't just totally rely on the Fed. And so they're going to go after the crypto bros. They're going to come out with these unrealized capital gains taxes, which they're going to start at the billionaires, and then they're going to move their way down. And maybe it becomes a global tax because we're going to get to this later. They're coming out with ideas and propositions from global institutions like the World Bank saying that, you know, maybe a wealth tax isn't a bad idea. Wealth tax is basically unrealized capital gains. So, yes, this is coming, and this is why we have said ever since video one on this channel— Unrealized capital gains is going to be very bad for the public blockchains. It's going to be very good for Monero. And we talked about the crackdown in China yesterday about how Monero can take the pressure. It can take the pressure from these state apparatuses, which are going to try to regulate cryptos that are not part of their plan out of existence. Monero is going to take it. I think some of these other cryptos in the space like Haven, Pirate Chain, Darrow, they're going to be very instrumental. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's still over Pirate Chain again. Guys relax, stop spurging out, stop being weird about this. We need the space to succeed, okay? So let's just hope that we can get whatever avenues out of this thing that we can. Go check out our Pirate Chain interview. A lot of you have concerns about this stuff that we addressed before. And then look at the Haven interview, which was actually very popular. I love the Haven community. Great energy there. That's going to be also very, very instrumental. So that's just to start. So let's uh, look at some stuff happening. And remember, I'm going to link my Unrealized Capital Gains Tax video that we specifically dedicated, dedicated a video for. And we noted that, yes, Janet Yellen is behind the push for Unrealized Capital Gains, and she was the ex-head of the Federal Reserve. And she just said, uh, Unrealized Capital Gains is income. Let that sink in. Unrealized Capital Gains is income. Yes. Yes. They're going to go after your gains. They're going to go after your crypto profits. And the thing about this... And let's just get to Adam back here. The thing about this is that, uh, well, let's just read his tweet, and then I'll sort of flesh this out. Adam back says, and let me make sure my picture isn't, yeah, okay. Asset price inflation is double digit, driven by M2 monetary expansion, with 40% of USD printed in the last 18 months. Now for U.S. taxes, they want to tax the unrealized quote-unquote gain arising from asset price increases, i.e. taxing inflation, which 
is itself a disguised tax. That's correct. Uh, inflation is a tax not many people understand. Um, and so with that being said, do people understand how inflation works? Will people be able to understand the value proposition of Bitcoin versus a central bank digital currency? That's the real question, because if they make it difficult for you to get Bitcoin and they uh, you know, have it treated as a commodity and it's easier to use a central bank digital currency instead of Bitcoin because you could pay for goods and services with it. You could pay your taxes with it. I don't think it's going to be a thing to pay your tax in Bitcoin. I don't think so. I think they're going to roll out their central bank digital currencies. You're going to have to pay it in the central bank digital currency. It's going to be a way to entice everybody into it. And so with that being said, are people going to acknowledge that Bitcoin is better than a central bank digital currency because a lot of the Bitcoin bros are in for the gains, right? A lot of the people in crypto are in there for the gains. And if they think that the central bank digital currency is going to entice a lot of people into it and maybe have people sell their Bitcoin, well, that's going to... Uh, you know, cause some weak, shaky hands, right? Some weak jazz hands. And so that is something to consider. But inflation is part of the central bank digital currency scheme. And are people going to understand that Bitcoin is a way for you to get away from that? Well, no, not really. Because as we're about to get to here, they're going to be able to tax us. Say you succeeded at saving your purchasing power despite inflation. This is Adam Back. By buying assets, achieving 0% real return. Consider 40% divided by 18 months equals 25% annual. So you then get taxed at 40% and lose real spending power at 10% per year. Adjust real asset inflation rates to taste confiscatory. Yes. And I made a quote tweet as a result of this. I said, yes, it's absolutely uh, confiscatory. And guess what, Adam? All of the Bitcoin bros will have no escape because they know your balances. They know how much Bitcoin you have. And if they do this, if they do this, well, the billionaires who have made a lot of money from Bitcoin, and you could probably anticipate that the government knows who they are, and you know maybe they got in early and they don't know who they are, in which case what they're going to do is they're going to atomic swap out of Bitcoin into something like Monero or Pirate Chain. I think that's coming. What they're going to do is they're going to have to sell a lot of that Bitcoin if the government knows who they are. And they're going to uh, use those proceeds to pay the unrealized capital gains taxes because you're not going to be able to pay those unrealized capital taxes, uh, unrealized capital gains taxes in Bitcoin. You're going to have to pay it in the legal tender, which is U.S. dollars and maybe in the future, U.S. Fed coin, central bank digital currency, whatever. And so that's going to cause tremendous selling pressure on Bitcoin, tremendous selling pressure. And once people further acknowledge the intricate issue at play here, um, I think that's going to cause even more selling pressure. Because the fact that Bitcoin can be tracked and traced, and we're seeing OFAC, and I've been meaning to make a video about this, but OFAC is censoring more uh, Bitcoin-associated, public blockchain-associated accounts. Uh, we worried about this about a month ago. We told everybody, hey, this looks like it's going to be a trend where OFAC, which is a uh, segment of the Treasury Department of the United States, which I think works with FATF on certain things, they can blacklist Bitcoin addresses and make sure that the entire community is aware that if you process these transactions, you are facilitating illegal transactions, you are bypassing sanctions, and we're going to come after you, which means that people are incentivized to not process these transactions, which means that you don't have as much of a trusted system and permissionless system as you thought. And so... OFAC is now 
going after exchanges. <laughs> like they've sanctioned crypto exchanges, which are facilitating in the payments of uh, addresses that they deem to be under sanction. We'll get into that. But um, when people realize just how tracked and traced all this stuff is, your wealth can be confiscated, your addresses can be blacklisted. I, I think that's going to cause a paradigm shift in people and be like, holy cow. This is not what I thought it was. And so, again, that's going to devalue the value proposition of Bitcoin. And that may lure more people into the central bank digital currency because they're not going to want to deal with all that stuff. And so it's either going to be that or Monero. And so that's what we're competing for, guys. We're trying to get people into the right spots. We're trying to get people into the right camp here so that we could have parallel economic systems based on our own currency that we can mine, that we can have access to and trade without permission from anyone else, without having third-party oversights, which want to suck the life out of you and the wealth out of you. And that's why it's a little bit frustrating when you see people like Adam Back, who knows who Monero, they know Monero, right? Odell knows Monero too. Let's get to him. He says they call it unrealized capital gains tax because if they called it wealth confiscation, they would get a way less they would get way less support. Yes. And this is a Bitcoin bro. Adam Back is a Bitcoin bro. How are you guys planning on getting away with this stuff? My question. And why aren't you talking about Monero? Why aren't you talking about these uh, freedom coins that could actually protect people from this confiscatory initiative? Okay. We need leaders. We need people to step out there and say what needs to be said about this. They're going to come after your wealth. They want your money. And I remember somebody commenting on a video that we did a long time ago. It's like, oh, they're not going to do capital gains taxes. That's discriminatory. And it's just like, dude, they don't care about discriminating against uh, you know people. That's the progressive tax system. It's taxing people with more money more and taxing people with less money less. And in fact, in some cases doing a direct wealth transfer from the rich to the poor. And so, yes, it is entirely discriminatory. So, yes, this is all worthy to note and consider, which is why Monero needs to get out there uh, and these other coins in the Freedom Coin Covenant need to become uh, more popular. And it's up to us to educate people and get that word out. Um, but I think people are going to wake up to this. More people are going to wake up to this. As I said, it's going to be a slow trickle, because people are already figuring this stuff out. People have been figuring this stuff out for about a year now. And even I'm kind of late to the party. But, you know, we're, we're all pretty early here based on where I think this is going. But it's going to be slow at first. And then it's going to be a panic out of these public blockchains into Darrow, Monero, Pirate Chain, etc. And especially Darrow. Uh, I'm working on a Darrow report right now. I still need to get with the crew. I'm trying to make two videos a day. I'm trying to do so much right now, okay? So just be patient with me. I know the Digital Currency Group videos have been on hold a little bit. There's just so much news coming out. So just bear with me. I'm doing the best I can. But Darrow is key because you can have private smart contracts, assuming that they succeed in this venture, right? And I just want to add that caveat Let's see what happens. But it was the newest crypto vigilante pick, and they typically pick uh, pretty good tech because they have a pretty good crew, sophisticated crew. And we'll talk a little bit more about Darrow. But private smart contracts are going to be key because they're going to be able to have the government be a third party in these smart contracts, and they're automatically going to be able to tax the consideration, the money which is transferring through the fulfillment of the contract, some of that is going to be diverted to the third party, which is the government. And so the government's going to be tied into these smart contracts. And so there's going to be a demand for 
private smart contracts. <laughs> and I think uh, Rafael Laverde, I think he had said that, oh, well, uh, these public blockchains, these are, uh, in regards to smart contracts, these are dumb contracts. You want to get in smart contracts, which is Darrow. It's the only private smart contract platform that I'm aware of. And so with that being said, I think it's a good thing to support. We love Darrow, assuming that they succeed in their venture. And um, we hope that that turns out okay because it's just another way that we could expand the community. It's another way that we could provide financial opportunity to people who may not be well-received by this new financial system. And we're starting to see more people get fired because they're not going along with the medical procedures. So we need an ecosystem. We need an entire uh, financial environment that supports these people. Okay, so back to what we were saying. Biden backs tax on billionaires' unrealized investment gains. So Biden's now getting on the back of this. President Joe Biden, and this is MSN.com from Bloomberg, President Joe Biden said he supports a proposal to tax billionaires for the appreciation in their investments on an annual basis, a change that would prohibit some of the richest Americans from deferring their tax bills. Right. That is correct. And this is the funny part about all this. Like, all the crypto bros were rallying behind Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyatt when he was trying to clarify language in the bill. If you'll remember, a month ago, there was a big um, upset in the crypto community because they had very vague language in this infrastructure bill that would have turned miners and turned node operators and turned wallet runners into, uh, <clears throat> into brokers. And there was a whole fuss about this. And Ron Wyden came out in support of the crypto bros and said, hey, we need to clarify the language. We need to make it so just the exchanges are considered brokers because that is supposed to be uh, what is meant by this language. And if we don't fix this language, that's going to cause many problems for the crypto community that can't actually comply with the language as it is. So he has been behind unrealized capital gains tax initiatives for quite a few years. And we talked about this in the previous Unrealized Capital Gains Tax video. This, if it's passed, is going to be very, very bad for crypto and adoption. Uh, it's going to make it so the government has a lot more leverage over uh, the crypto bro's finances and the capacity for it to expand. And yes, there is word that this is just going to be for billionaires uh, you know, as you'll see here, the billionaire tax. Um, so requiring investors to pay taxes annually on their unrealized gains would end a longstanding rule that says levies aren't due to the IRS unless an asset is sold. Right. And you hear this a lot in the trading community. Hey, it's not a loss if you don't sell, bro. Uh, well, it's not a gain or it could be a gain even if you don't sell if they pass this. The change would require ultra-wealthy taxpayers to report on the gains and losses on their stock, bond, and other asset holdings annually, rather than being able to defer any taxes until they sell. It's not, immediate, yeah, it's not immediately clear the rate that would be applied to the new billionaire's tax. So, more people are looking at this. The idea is essentially a scaled-back version of Elizabeth Warren's wealth tax which would put an annual levy on the entire fortunes of the richest households. Yeah. And so speaking of wealth taxes, let's look at the World Bank talk about wealth taxes because they're proposing wealth taxes, uh, which essentially means unrealized capital gains taxes for uh, the richest people. And we're going to get to we're going to get to why it is 
the little people should also be concerned about this because none of these taxes ever just stay at the top, you know, X percent. Uh, it moves its way down. That is historically how taxes work. Uh, if revealed preference is anything to go by, most countries are extremely hesitant to introduce wealth taxes. But if there were a time that wealth taxes could help, it may be now. And this is the World Bank saying this. Uh, the world is in a fiscal hole, which means they're in a lot of debt. Governments dipped deep to deliver health and frontline pandemic services while providing financial relief to individuals and businesses. Uh, deficits are feeding record levels of debt, blah, blah, blah. So they're talking about coming up with new creative ways to waste, uh, raise taxes. So the stock market has gone into a frenzy for stocks that offer a dependable and growing revenue bundle in crypto. Uh, rundles are typically associated with sources such as subscription income, especially among companies. I don't know what that means. Uh, it is more difficult now for the super rich to stash their cash in far-flung tax shelters. Um, and maybe this is why they come out against what they call anonymous enhancing cryptocurrencies, which is in a bill now. But again, we've got to get the infrastructure up so that that really can't uh, hurt the movement too much. To do Okay. So, yeah, you could read all this stuff. They're looking into wealth taxes. So that's something to note. And global minimum taxes. That is something that we also talked about in that Unrealized Capital Gains Tax video. But a lot of people are saying, like Adam Back, well, if they do this, I'm going to leave the country. Well, they could implement this globally. They could implement it globally, unless you move to El Salvador or something like this, which could be the case. You see a lot of crypto people moving to El Salvador. The only issue I see with that is that El Salvador has a history of socialism, <laughs> okay? And so if you bring a lot of wealthy people to El Salvador and then you have worse income inequality, you're going to have political movements to establish a socialist regime a regime in El Salvador. And so, you know, it could be that you may have to run from there at some point too because they'll go after your wealth. And that goes back to the fundamental problem of Bitcoin, which is that they can see the balances in your wallet. They can see... Uh, the transactions that you make. And as we're going to get to in a later video, uh, Google is getting in on this action and the big tech companies are getting in on this action. And this is going to become a rather well-known phenomenon that everything that you do with the Bitcoin is tracked and traced. There's no escape. There's no escape. And so that is something to consider, which is why you just need to get into Monero, right? So, ba -ba 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 -ba, you could read all that. But yes, global minimum taxes are coming, which used to be just a national initiative in certain countries. Now it's becoming a global initiative. So, this is a, uh, a history from encyclopedia.com on the establishment of the federal income tax. So, I, I want to just read through some points here so that you can understand where I'm coming from as to why I think this wealth tax and this unrealized capital gains tax could affect people like you and me even. So uh, here we go. Uh, there's something here. I forgot where it was. Yeah, here we go. So because of a generous $3,000 exemption plus an additional $1,000 exemption for married couples, the tax applied to fewer than 4% of the population. Right, so it affected the top... 4% of the population. Now everyone pays income tax. Or at least everybody has withholdings taken out for the income tax that they have to pay. Some people, they don't have uh, enough income 
to actually pay income tax. They're not above the standard deduction or they're not above the itemized deductions that they take. And so uh, they don't pay the taxes. Um, but most people pay income tax now. I would say that it's certainly more than 4%, which we could expect to happen with uh, the unrealized capital gains taxes. Um, although the income tax of 1913 instituted only mild progressivity and raised a relatively small amount, it was still a monumental development. It began the process of converting the tax system from a regressive consumption-based system to a system that levied taxes based on the ability to pay. And they used this as uh, they used World War One as a way to introduce this. Uh, it was not until World War II, however, when Congress permitted payroll deduction and a significant cut in the exemption, that the income tax truly became a tax for all people. Right. And so maybe they used this uh, bug as a way to usher in these new tax laws because they'll say, oh, we helped the population out so much during this hard time. But that doesn't come for free. We're going to have to uh, figure out new creative ways to get money from the rich or whoever they scapegoat. And so they may come out with this stuff, which then ushers its way down to the everyday people. Which, again, guys, it's not about necessarily raising money for the government. It's about controlling you and keeping you down. What is happening right now is the elites and the very rich, they're pulling up the ladder. They want to establish a permanent underclass that can have no opportunity to move their way up to the higher class, which has typically been the American way. You know, you have poor people become rich, rags to riches, and then you have rich people become corrupt and degenerate and debaucherous and uncaring about the wealth that they inherit. And then they blow it all like Paris Hilton, and then they become broke again, like Dan Bilzerian or whoever. Um, and so there's a consistent cycle. But with what is going on now, where you have a lot of small businesses being wiped out because they're deemed non-essential or they have to go along with uh, too much regulation, which is too burdensome uh, to keep up with, uh, they're not able to stay in the market. They get outcompeted by these big conglomerate companies, these big multinational corporations, which then take that market share and gobble it up and consolidate that power and financial control. And so you see the ladder coming up and they're going to possibly use this as a way to continue to keep the population down because billionaires and everybody like this, they're going to find ways to get out of this stuff. Okay. They have offshore havens. They have, uh, you know, secondary passports. They have ways to prevent their wealth from being confiscated. They've got deals that they can make. Um, They'll probably buy Monero. <laughs> okay, so uh, they'll figure out something. They're smart people. But these taxes are going to be imposed on the likes of you and me, which is why we need to warn the Bitcoin bros. We need to warn everybody in these public blockchains what is happening and what they can do to escape this tyrannical movement. So that is all I have to say, guys. I hope that you guys got some value from this. Please share this information with people. I think that is important. Uh, wow, I need a haircut. <laughs> Getting messy. Okay. I'm hyped up. We got like two more videos to do today. Uh, as I said, I'm going to like up the game to, you know, two or three videos per day because there's just too much intel to get out to you guys and to get out to the public so that we can make this movement a real thing and so that we can have a fighting chance against the rising panopticonical tyrannical 1984 system that is coming into being right now. The Mark of the Beast system. So, 
I hope that you guys liked the video. Please donate at the addresses below if you found this to be valuable. Uh, please check out the social media links uh, that we've got below. Check us out on Telegram. Uh, more of you are coming to Telegram. Good to have you there. Those are where we have more based ticks. Um, and then Twitter, Gab, and everything like that. Patreon especially. Thank you again for my patrons. Um, I hope to provide more value to you guys. And in general, I hope that I can provide enough value to justify uh, the assistance that you provide me. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, and please go support us there if you haven't already. So uh, that is it, guys. Mario Mateo, God bless. We will see you guys next time.